think it was just the um, the freedom that I saw in San Francisco that you just don't really have, or I didn't have. Um, I remember when I saw two men holding hands walking down the street, I almost just stopped. Like, you just don't see that. That was so foreign to me, just to be like that open and that casual, that public. It's not a big deal, it shouldn't be a big deal, but growing up, it was a big, I didn't even know in Modesto if you would see that now. That was Tracy Ramos of Booze Nation Podcast. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco, a podcast all about the artists, activists, and small businesses that make this city what it is. I'll step out of the way in this intro, but I did want to mention that Tracy and I recorded at Mission Bar, which just celebrated its 25th anniversary. For some reason, it was the first time we've recorded this podcast at that spot. My favorite memory out of so many over the years at Mission Bar is the time that I joined up to celebrate a friend's last day at a job that she hated. We had our happy hour drinks like any other day. But then, someone called in a bomb threat to the nearby Walgreens, and we were all quarantined inside the bar for the next three or four hours. It was unforgettable. Anyway, here's Tracy. Hi, I'm Tracy Ramos. I am a native Californian. Um, I'm a San Franciscan. I, I say San Franciscan. I'm obviously not native San Franciscan, but I spent my entire adult life in San Francisco, so I feel a little bit of street cred when I say I'm San Franciscan. So. I like to say I corrected the mistakes of my parents by not already being here. Yeah, no, I grew up in a pretty small town, uh, Riverbank, California, which is right outside Modesto, California. Um, really sleepy, small agriculture Farm, yeah. area. Yeah. Still is. There's a lot of dairy, a lot of cattle. It's now a pretty big sprawl. Oh, Just a it, big suburban Is it like sprawl. suburban Modesto now? Yeah. Like it ate it up? Um, yeah, it's almost yeah. like growing up. There were like definitely like here's the small town, and then here's Modesto, and then you had a lot of orchards and pastures, and now it's kind of just come together with a lot of concrete. Right. So the two towns are strip almost malls together. And things like yeah, that. Strip, yeah. A lot of strip malls. Yeah. Um, America. And there I like we go. It. It's America. Yeah. Um, it's interesting when I go back because sometimes I get lost. Oh. Which is really weird because. The landmarks have changed so fast, and, and technically, like, there's no hills, there's no, like, valleys and dips and weird turns, it's all grids. Grid. Grid. So I find that interesting that sometimes I do get lost going back home, because just, it's the sprawl, just, it, it all looks alike. Right, so. and is it one of those places, maybe you relate to this, maybe you don't, like, when you left, was it, everything was, like, four-digit addresses, and now it's, like, five digit addresses because the <laughs> streets just keep going they're like 17,423 you're like yeah a little bit a, a little of bit of a little bit of that yeah um so growing up there I was just like there's got to be a bigger a bigger city <laughs> yeah. you know a, a yeah. bigger city and 
I moved to San Francisco in the early 90s, um, oh. and I went to San Francisco State. Okay. So, yeah, so that's what brought me to San Francisco, and the I was just like, I'm out, thread. I'm going to San Francisco State, and yeah, I've been here uh, for the most part since then. I mean, I've lived other places which were like out of the country, Okay. but for the most part, I've always come back to San Francisco. We'll talk about all of that um, <laughs> for sure in depth, but um, I want to go back to a little bit of like, why was your family there? Like, were they farmers and ranchers or why were you know what why, why are why was your family in the valley oh my dad's uh, side of the family are actually from the east bay okay. like a lot of fremont newark uh there's a large puerto rican uh community there okay uh he moved his family moved to modesto because he had grandparents that kind of just went that way uh my mom's side of the family um that's another kind of a migration uh, story. Um, my grandmother's side came uh, via California through Mexico and Spain. Okay. And then my grandfather is native. Um, okay. So. Native from like the western part of what no, is now the United actually, States, or? Uh, he's native as a Cherokee. Okay. C- Central. So uh, the Cherokee Nation, you know, that's a big, long story. Right. How he and his family wound up in California is not really talked about um, because Mm. my grandfather's mother, so that would be my great-grandmother. Got it. um, Had three sets of kids from three different men. Okay. So back in the day, that wasn't really looked. I was really looked down upon. I don't know that it is now. <laughs> it's not but super also, cool what, now. Who cares? Uh, so not really a lot is known about. He didn't. He never really talked about it. I just see that as so. as your great grandmother had a lot of babies. Well, she had a lot of fun, and she didn't get a <laughs> shit either. So yeah. that's yes. you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my grandfather has uh, half brothers and sisters, and then. I guess you would say full brothers and sisters. I don't know how that works. Like, the ones that came from the same two parents? Yes. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's on your mom's side. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you said also came through Mexico and Spain. Yeah. My grandmother is Spanish. Okay. And then her family migrated ah, through Mexico. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a bunch of people. That's great. I love it. It's like, you know, I'm imagining the family tree. <laughs> yes. And then we get down. Did you, do you have siblings? No, I'm an only child. Okay. So yep. you grew up in the 80s for sure. 70s? Yep. You, don't, you don't have to date yourself. For sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm Gen X. So yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Michelle too. Yeah. yeah. The Gen Xers. Um, yeah, that's why we get along. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know, uh, before we get to your actual move, which sounds like it was... Like, you wanted to be here, and you wanted to go to SF State. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a kid, Modesto's not far. Like, did you come to the city? No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. Okay. No. We did go visit more of the East Bay, like Fremont sure. and um, Hayward, because my dad has a lot of his family there. Right. But that's really as far as we made it. We didn't really come into the city. What did you think of the East Bay as a kid? Really? The East Bay, it was a little bit kind of like Modesto. It's It's... A lot of, you know, strip malls and track homes. Sure. So it was a little bit more crowded, a little bit noisier, but mm. kind of the same. Right. Yeah, you know, a little bit of the same. A version. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like closer to the motion or the yes. day. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let's hear a little bit about uh, your decision to move to SF. To move what to was SF. it? What was it about the city? So the decision to move to SF was to continue my education because I went to San Francisco State, graduated with a communication major. Oh shit, Becca. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you're really using general, that now. Super you're... broad. Yeah. Um, yes. So um, it was either like Sac State or San Francisco State, and I just wanted San Francisco State so badly. I wanted to be in San Francisco. I really just was like, that was it. Like, what was it about San Francisco that drew you? Um, San Francisco. Uh, versus, especially versus Sacramento, let's say. Um, well, Sacramento, again, when you're looking at the Central Valley, you've got Sacramento, Modesto, and maybe, like, say, Fresno, if you're going that. And right. it's all pretty similar. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. pretty similar. Um, San Francisco, I spent a lot of time driving to San Francisco to see shows and concerts. Mm. Right? That's what we did. Let's dig into that. Yeah. What so, shows and where? Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. Pre-earthquake, I mean, the Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Duran Duran at the Fillmore. No yes. way. Yes, I Amazing. did. I know, I know. Was that um, like as they were blowing up? No, no, no. This Bef- was this was after their heyday. Okay. This was after their heyday. Okay. Um, still, though, I mean, that's it's intimate. Still, it's very intimate. That's right. Yes. That's amazing. Um, a lot of Chris Isaac, yeah. like at Slim's, yeah. uh, the Omni in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, the Black Crows in Oakland before okay. they blew up. Oh, the Counting Crows before yeah. they blew up. All the crows. Blows. All the crows. <laughs> <laughs> counting and Black. The Counting um, were Ber- Berkeley, right? They were yes. local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, and then of course you know the Greek, which is so great. I love the love Greek in Berkeley. Greek. Um, like Ryan Ferry, Elvis oh. Costello. Whoa. I know. I know. Even like 10,000 Maniacs. No way. Um, uh, V-52s were up in Davis. Okay. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, but that's what we did. That's why we worked at, I worked at a record store, and we would just get tickets and just come to the city. Oh, shit. There's yeah. an opening also. Yes. You worked at a record store back in... Back in Modesto. Modesto. Okay. And so, in, the ni- in the 80s, sounds like. In the 90s. 90s, yeah. okay. So what would happen is we would get these notices... Right? About like, you know, um, B-52s are going on sale Sunday. So we knew. So we would just get in line on Sunday morning. and you like knew we ahead never, of yeah, the general knew, public? Yes. Yes. Oh. So um, we never saw a show, you know, past 10 rows. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. And What's then we that? got in trouble because we pulled tickets. Oh, yeah. Wow. We totally got what in trouble. What are you supposed to do with that? Exactly. Like, come on. Yeah, we almost got uh, that machine taken out of our store. Oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the kids in the suburbs. <laughs> oh, we did. We pulled tickets for, um, I think it was like a terrible Bon Jovi. Oh. Yeah, we got in trouble for Bon Jovi. It wasn't Is that redundant? Even... Terrible Bon Jovi? No, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, a good guy, but that band? I, don't know. I know, I know. I was just like, I don't even care. Why is this happening? Right. Like, you know, we should have gone down for somebody good, but now we got in trouble for pulling tickets for Bon Jovi. Oh, my God. I remember that. <laughs> so besides shows, mm-hmm. what were you coming... What, what what was drawing you to San Francisco? I think it was just the, um, the freedom that I saw in San Francisco that you just don't really have, or I didn't have. 
Um, I remember when I saw two men holding hands walking down the street, I almost just stopped. Like, you just don't see that at all. In a and, good way. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In a good way. Well, I just I just was like, yeah. I, that was so foreign to me, just to be like that open and that casual, that public. It's not a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. Right. But growing up, it was, a, I don't even know in Modesto if you would see that now. If right. You see two men or two women walking down the street and holding hands. Right. I think you said freedom, like you are, or you saw people being free. We're just free, yeah. yeah. Just free to do that and free to like be who you are. You definitely have these boxes, and if you don't fit into this box, it's just very isolating and very alone. And uh, San Francisco just that was just a whole different world. Right. Okay. So then let's talk about uh, what year was it that you came here? I came here... For, for school, sounds like. Um, early 90s. Okay. It was after the earthquake. It was after okay. the big Loma Prieta earthquake. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember meeting people at state who had been going to state or who, who were like in the dorms, like when that hit. Mm, okay. So, um, and actually, I lived on campus and... One of the halls, I think it was Verducci, um, was so cracked in certain places mm. that you could see into another person's room. Oh, wow. Like, here's a dorm room, here's a dorm room you could see in there. So, like, like you they don't even not, need peoples? Yeah, you should not ha- they should not have let people live no. in there at all. Right. And they didn't blow up or implode Verducci until, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So, they let people live in that oh for a while. Do you yes. think they're like, well, they're just kids. They're going to do crazy shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or we just don't care. Or we're going to pretend like we don't know it's happened. Or, you know, and, I don't know. And hindsight is 2020. Like, they probably yeah. been like, well, we have to put the kids somewhere. Yeah. It could, yeah. Yeah, it could yeah, be a very, uh, various reasons. I don't think that would happen now. But it definitely right. was like, yeah, well, who cares? Okay. Uh, what were some of your other, <laughs> other early impressions? I'm thinking like, you know, especially out in the South west part of town it's very cold and foggy compared to where you're from right right um i've always loved the fog i've always loved it being cool growing up again um in modesto central valley you're talking about like 100 to 104 degree weather all through summer all through summer so getting some fog I loved it. I still do. I don't miss the heat. I don't miss the heat one bit. Yeah. It's like a version of the grass is always greener. But now you've been here 30 plus years and you still dig it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with the fog at all. I feel like it, uh, a lot of it, nothing is, um, you know, 100%, but it it might be a transplant thing. Like, I love it too. Uh I'm from Texas. Mm. It's very much not like that there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't miss the heat at all. Yeah. And then, you know, just being so spoiled about the weather, you know, it's usually between 55 and 75 degrees. Totally, so always. It's, it's hard totally to give that up. Kind of the best. Yeah. Okay, so you get here. Um, how long were you at, at State? I graduated. Like four or five years kind of thing? Or did, did I think you take my long? whole My whole uh, graduate was about four and a half okay. years. Okay. Yeah. Like, or my whole graduate, my whole... Um, undergrad. Degree, undergrad, thank you. Yes. Uh, it was about four years. Yeah, okay. four and a half. Maybe, like, an, I think I had an, an extra semester, because I 
didn't take enough units or something didn't transfer over. But That's my, yeah. my recurring nightmare. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger warning. Uh, no, but that's actually, you know, four and a half years is like, that's kind of, normal. Yeah. Yeah. Then what? Then I hung out in San Francisco for a while. I was working in cafes, restaurants, and then I saved enough money and I bought a one-way ticket to Spain. I definitely want to hear that, <laughs> but I also, can you name drop some cafes and restaurants you worked at? Uh, just desserts. Okay. I'm not sure if they still exist. I don't know I, either. I think you can get like a just desserts cake or they have like some kind of random bakery here and there, but there used right. to be like four or five cafes through the city. And they had, um, didn't they have like a van that was painted for deliveries? Like, yeah. Yeah. I used mm-hmm. to see, yeah. Yeah. They, like you, they were kind of, you knew who they were. They were everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. right. So it was, uh, yeah, just desserts cafe. And then I worked in Neiman Marcus. Oh shit. Um, at the cafe in Neiman Marcus. Okay. Um, so it was those two... Making lattes for rich people. Making <laughs> lattes for rich people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the people that worked at Neiman Marcus, they were lovely. They were great. Um, their customers and their clients weren't so great. Right. But... They were they were nice. They were they were actually pretty nice, and I made really good money for like making lattes, and yeah, and for you know rich people. So right. it was good. Okay, and you were able. This is also I think this speaks to like a different time in San Francisco when you could do that. Oh, you mean like you could work one job in a cafe, save money, and then like yes. But you did say you bought a one-way ticket. I bought a one-way ticket. And where yeah. in Spain? Um, I landed in Madrid. Okay. Yes. So Let's hear that I... story. Because this is part of your story, and it's going to eventually lead to coming back. Right. So, so. yeah. So, I decided that um, it was time for me to go travel. I had finished with my degree. I would worked. I would saved money. I was going to go see the world. And I bought a one-way ticket, and I had a Euro, Euro Rail pass. Yes, those? yes. I don't know if those still exist, but I had. They a, might, but they're super. It, rail travel super expensive now. Oh no, this was like. Unfortunately. A, yeah. Well, it's because like the low-cost air, airlines. <sighs> <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, um, rail travel, the yeah. best. So I landed in Madrid, and I had a friend uh, in Pamplona. Mm. So I stayed in Madrid for about two days, took the train to Pamplona, stayed with Luis and his friends for a while. That's where they do the bulls, right? The bull riding. Or the well, yes. what's where fam- it's famous yes. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's a real small little town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shouldn't say a real small little town. It's a smaller town. It's a big university town. Okay. Um, that's why Luis was there. He was studying at the university. Mm-hmm. And then through Luis, God, I can't, I now I remember this. Two of his friends wanted to practice their English with me. Okay. So I went and stayed with his friend's family. Like yes. I stayed with Belen's family and I stayed with Mercedes' family. And it was something I did not expect. And it was so lovely. And, um, the family like took me in and like like fed me, like paid for everything. Um, 
washed my clothes, ironed my clothes, mm -hmm. packed my clothes back in my backpack, which I was just like, don't do this what? because I'm, it's a backpack and they're going to be wrinkled like this. <laughs> but they washed and ironed. I was, I remember this. They were so sweet. It, like, it so goes beyond kind. hospitality. It, it's like. For sure. It goes yes. beyond. It's like you're like family or mm -hmm. something. It was. It was like a real, it's I just was not expecting like to be like brought in in that kind of sense. Well, it was a part of your trip so, that you didn't plan for, right? No, you just, not It just kind of happened. It just happened. And that's the best. Exactly. Do yeah. you, did you already, and do you speak Spanish? No. No okay. and no. Um, both of my parents speak Spanish. Um, and with both my parents, when they were growing up, they had older relatives in the houses, mm -hmm. right in their homes. Mm -hmm. So both my mom and dad spoke Spanish and then they spoke English. But like with me, that was not the case. So mm -hmm. I learned English and then that was it. Mm -hmm. And then my grandmother did try to teach me Spanish, but I was such a dick. I just like, I was like, grandma, I got to go. And I bounced. Right. I didn't pay attention at all. And of course I regret that because I could have been bilingual. Right. You said you're a dick. I'd be like, I, I know what you mean, but also I feel like we're all just products of like the American fucking system where it's right. like, we know English. Yeah. Everyone else knows it. It's like, yeah. Um, so anyways, and I'm not so sure if I had learned Spanish, it would have actually really helped me in Spain because it's a completely, it's a different, completely different type of Spanish. Yeah. Um, you must have picked up some when you were there. Oh, for sure. The, for, the basic Spanish. Spanish. For sure. Um, you know, they, they do, or I think they do speak with a lisp, you know. Mm -hmm. um, then you have the Catalan, mm -hmm. which is completely different. So that's another part in the Barcelona. Basque country. Yeah, in the Basque, mm -hmm. in the Basque country. Um, so I was in Spain for about two months before I left to go to other parts of Europe. And okay. at that time, after those two months, I really was much more confident and was really able to like get around. Yeah. Um, conversation, I still really struggled. Sure. But that was fine. Yeah. You know. This was your first trip to Europe? Yes. First time in Europe. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how much longer were you? The first time. So that whole trip uh, was almost a year. Okay. So, um, with a I, backpack with full of wrinkled clothes. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. clean. Clean, I know. <laughs> clean and wrinkled. I just, I just, <laughs> Where um, else did you go? So, let's see, gosh. Um, this is uh, Spain and Portugal, mm -hmm. um, France, mm -hmm. Austria, mm -hmm. Czech Republic, mm -hmm. Poland, Germany, Belgium, uh, the Netherlands. Mm hmm. The UK, uh, Scotland. Wow. I should say England, Scotland, mm -hmm. and then yeah, I did fly back out of London. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Another so one, another one-way ticket that I had no idea how I was going to pay for. So. <laughs> yeah, and this is also that thing. I don't know if it happens to you, but you look back and you're like, I'm not sure how I actually did any of it. Mm -hmm. Like, how did I get an airplane ticket back then? Honestly, I, did I call? No. What I do or go to the airport? Be, yeah. But so that's expensive. This is, this is I, what I do remember. So I bought the one-way ticket, and it definitely says, you know, well, I went from California to Newark, Newark to Madrid. Yeah, okay. right, right. So it said, that's all it says. So I get to the airport, and I get to Newark, and I'm checking in, and the counter lady person says, oh, 
You know what? They don't really like one-way tickets because they don't want you to stay in the country. You uh, might have a problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I just was thinking, like, well, why did they sell it to sell me it, then? Yeah. Like, no one told me this could be an issue. No one what told me heck? anything. Right. So she just, like, you know, stamped it and was like, yeah, you could have a problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But here you go, kid. There you go. Wow. So at the time, what you would do is like you had to fill out, like, you know, like airplane, like the name and the flight right. and the departure date. Right. 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 So I remember walking to a payphone because I had payphones. Sure. And I called like 1-800-American Airline. Okay. And I. You did call the airline. Yeah, I called That's the amazing. airline. I called a, a airline, whatever airline. And I said, you know, I need a ticket from Madrid to California. Mm -hmm. So they gave me all the information, like the um, the airline, the date, and the number of the flight. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool, thanks, bye, click, and then I was able to write that information. Oh, like your return. You my had return. the return. Yes. Oh wow. Because mm -hmm. yeah. see, that was the that, you could do that. You could yeah. like call, talk to a human, and they would like you know write your name, take your name down, and then you would be like, yeah, I'll come in to your office and pay for that, which obviously I was never going to do. But <laughs> she already gave me the information. All I needed was that return flight. Right. Like a legitimate return flight. Yep. You hear this, kids? This is, is how we did it back then. <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh shit, like what am I gonna do? Right. Like I can't go back home. Yeah. Like I can't make I can't my world trip can't last one day. No. Like this is ridiculous. No, there you know? back. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but then a year later I can come you home. made it work. Yeah. From so. and you came home from London. <laughs> you came back to San Francisco. I came back to San Francisco and I got a job at the Cadillac Bar. Oh, yeah. Which is not there. Not where it used it, to be. It was an old one, Soma. Right. Um, by Yerba Buena. Yes. Um, and then I got another job. So I was working two jobs at once, uh, doing a bunch of doubles. It was called Costalucci's in North Beach, and that's not there anymore. Okay. Um, and then I worked in San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco, worked. And about a year later, I went to uh, Australia. Okay. The no, other way. The other I went, yeah, did completely the other way. Did you have a trip ticket this time? I did. <laughs> did you use the internet yeah. yet? Or? Uh, how did, oh gosh. It might have been too early. I think I still had to call right. to make, <laughs> I think I still was talking to humans. Yeah. I think, but what I did was, see, I didn't know this when I started traveling, but you can buy round the world tickets. Yes, which, I've heard of these, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and they're I open. Don't, I don't know if they're still existing, I think they do, but they're open, right? So what I did was I didn't buy a round the world ticket, but I bought a South Pacific or an Oceana, because I went oh, from yeah. California to Fiji, Fiji oh, to Australia, wow. Australia to New Zealand, New yeah. Zealand to Fiji, Fiji back. Okay, So you, like I island hopped. And yeah, continent hopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. So travel, big mm -hmm. deal. Yes. Um, when did you start bartending? Was it one of those um, jobs well, in between? Well, when I was or? in Europe, I worked behind the bar. Oh, okay. I wasn't supposed to. I was backpacking. Um, everyone works illegal. Sure. Sure, that's... We, we know the game. Yeah. Um, so I started bartending in Europe. Okay. 
um, because I needed to work. Right. Like I didn't have enough money to survive. I needed to work. Um, and I also worked in another hostel in uh, Belgium. Okay. Um, so the bar that I worked at was in Bruges. Mm-hmm. And then um, Belgium, the capital is Brussels. Mm-hmm. God, my head. Um, so I worked in those two places in Europe. By the time I got again to Australia, so you had to show a certain amount of money. So I couldn't fake that. <laughs> I had to show a certain amount of money. Even though I was a round trip ticket, I mm-hmm. still had to show a certain amount of money. Because it's like, what, is, what are they going to do? But by the, between the time they get there, get off the plane, mm-hmm. and get back on the plane, what are they going to do? Yes. I guess that's the thinking. Right. Well, oh, because um, in a, when I went to Australia, I applied for a visa because I was going to stay there longer than three months. So I right. knew that I wanted to stay there longer than three months. So right. that's why I had to show a certain amount of money. Um, but when I was in Australia, I didn't have to work. That's nice. Yeah. I cut my trip a little bit shorter, but that was still fine. I was, I was still fine with that. You got to fuck so, off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And New Zealand as well? Yeah, New Zealand. You didn't have to work there? I didn't have to work in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, New Zealand at the time, they had this bus called the Kiwi Express. Okay. And I don't know if it still is an operation. I hope oh, it is I hope because it is. it's that such a fun. good it was such a good deal. Mm-hmm. It catered to backpackers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had like, you know, the, the North Island and then the South Island, or you could do both. Oh. So this big huge green bus would show up at a hostel and all the backpackers would get on this bus oh, I love and it. it would just take you to different parts and you would hopped on and hopped off and it was just like really economical it was awesome so fun sometimes you would, it would take you to bungee jumping because that was really big then I don't oh know yeah big old outdoor yes. country uh horseback riding bungee jumping whitewater rafting mm-hmm. um the south island is gorgeous it's really beautiful um, all of the valleys really remind me, actually, a lot of like Northern California, like wine yeah. country. Big old mountains. Yeah. That was Booze Nation Podcast's Tracy Ramos. Check back Thursday for part two to hear all about Tracy's return to the city. Look for that wherever you get podcasts. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our sixth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show and drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep rejecting those silly doom loop narratives about our city. Stay wacky, weird, healthy, and creative. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco the Ramaytu Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. 
Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.